Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Let's, let's get our focus back. Dame Valerie Adams called time on her storied career yesterday. She won Olympic gold in Beijing in 2008, London 2012, a silver at Rio, and then bronze in Tokyo last year. Adams is also a four-time world champ, four-time indoor world champ, three times Commonwealth Games champion at 37 years, uh, married to Gabriel and two beautiful children. It's time to be around them a bit more. Now, a lady that followed Val in professional capacity for many years is former News Hub reporter Michelle Pickles, uh, one of the good ones. And she's now working for Sport New Zealand. Hey, Pex, how are you? <laughs> Mr. McIver, it's been a while. Oh, I, I love the Mr, though. So, so our, <laughs> our respect still stands for each other, which is great. <laughs> what, what, what was your reaction to Val's announcement yesterday? Oh, gee. Um, yeah, sadness, but I'm really happy for her because, you know, I know how tough the last, um, few years have been, you know, I mean, I have been away from journalism for five years now, but I obviously have still followed her mm. and um, what she's been up to, and I know it's been really hard. Um, so sadness, um, but yeah, also happiness for her, and, you know, she has such an amazing story career, um, and I think what she's done um, for her sport and for her country and the contribution she's made is just outstanding and, um, you know, unparalleled, really. Okay, so now, as they say in modern terms, we're going to unpack this from your perspective. (laughs) When did you? (laughs) I know, me too. But actually, your boss, (laughs) your boss, used it with me the other night on extra time. We we were talking about something. She said, "Steve, it's something we need to unpack." I said, "No, Raylene, it's not." But I'll I'll put my feet up on the couch anyway. Uh, When did you? She's one of the good ones. Oh, oh, yes, she is. When did you first come into contact with Val? Oh, gee. So uh, before the Beijing uh, Olympics, so 2008, and I have to, this is funny because I've never actually ever told Val this, but I did an interview with her um, leading up into the Olympics and we were doing one-on-one interviews and she was one of my one-on-ones and I'd never interviewed her before and I was so nervous. I actually was packing myself or crapping myself, as Valerie would say, Mm. um, because, you know, she, even back then, uh, she just had this massive standing in in the sport and in the community, and she was just um, such an amazing athlete and uh, had sometimes been a little bit prickly with media back early Mm -hmm. on in the piece. Yeah, and so I was kind of like, oh my goodness, you know, this is going to be really interesting. And she was just delightful. And I think, you know, that interview kind of turned into me covering her for nine years and um, just some amazing memories and moments and fantastic interviews. And I just always found her so honest and um, she's so such a straight shooter, straight talker. You know, it always gives you an honest answer and I loved that about her as a journalist. I, I think, Michelle, and I, I'm in the same boat. I've interviewed Val a number of times, but I think the one thing, if you really want to dig deep, you have to earn her trust, don't you? 
Yes, yes, absolutely, Stephen. That's really, it's a really good point. Um, Val, so one of one of the things that Val is is loyal, and um, she has a lot of people around her, and those people are the people that have taken the journey with her, and um, she, you know, she absolutely has to trust them, and you know, you'll know those people like, you know, obviously her family, but also. Lou and JP and all of the people that have helped her get to where she is today. Um, but you you do find as a journalist, and I found that as I kept interviewing her over the years and following her, you know, around the world really and, and covering a lot of her stories, our relationship got better and better and, and she did. I trusted her and she trusted me and it made such a massive difference. And it always does. As a journalist, relationships are the most important thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, completely. Yeah, yeah, but did, did you ever feel compromised, though? Did you ever – there were a couple of times I knew stuff and you knew you couldn't say anything. Did you ever ever have moments like that that you can now share? Um, n- uh, not really. Oh, no, not really with Val. Um, look, there were things that, you know, I did stories on that I knew way before I did the story on, but I knew that I was going to do the story on them. So that was okay, and I, you would never, ever – um, compromise that situation as a journalist, you know, um, and if you're told something off the record, personally for me as a journalist, I would never ever publicly divulge that information because that's just not what you do. But um, yeah, no, not really. I can't, no, not not that I can remember. When you talk about her life having been difficult over the fi- last five years, how much has she changed from that character of 2008, if at all? Um... I think she's become more comfortable with who she is and in herself, um, not just as an athlete, but as a person. Um, well, give me an example. I, give, I, give me an example, Pix, of, of her not being comfortable with herself in the early days. I think, well, as I said earlier, I think originally she wasn't that comfortable with media and because she hadn't done a lot, right? So she became Olympic champion and then, you know, everyone wanted a piece of her. And I think the more you do something like that, the more you have to do interviews and interact with media, the better you get. And as you say, the more you start to trust the people that you're often doing interviews with. So, like, you know, personally, from my perspective, I... The interviews that I did with Val, I always enjoyed. She was one of the, my, my favourite athletes to interview because I had such a good relationship with her. Um, but I'm not, but I'm not sure what other journalists that you know, if, if they were going along as the first time they were interviewing Val, I personally don't think they would probably get the interview that you would get if you had the relationship with Val. Um, so it, it's very much about that relationship and that trust thing. And I think that she matured as an athlete and a person. Um, and also just became more relaxed, right? Because, I mean, some of the interviews that she does, she's very funny. She's absolutely hilarious and doesn't mind, you know, speaking your mind. And that, those are the best interviews. And I think that that became more and more. She just became more relaxed and realised that she could just be herself. And, well, and she was. And I think her interviews are amazing. Well, I, I'll give you an example of that. Uh, Tokyo last year, I was talking to her. I was in the studio at Sky Television in Wellington. She was in Tokyo. And uh, we, we always joke with each other. And I said, so, um, uh, so okay. So, when are you calling it quits? And she just looked me down the down the brow and went, you th- "What? You think you're special? You actually think you're special? And I'm going and I'm going to give you Bye that? Girl. Forget it." So, so do you do you have any of those moments? Can you remember an interview that really struck home with you? Oh, gee. Um, I, I, to be honest, it was probably not one of those moments. But the interview that I will always remember with Val was. Um, when she had found out she'd won gold 
in London when she was cheated out of it by yeah. Ofpatchuk, yeah. um, the drug seat. And she had gone back to Switzerland. I was still in London. We had just finished um, covering the Olympics. I had absolutely no voice. And uh, we found out that she had won gold. And my, the, my cameraman and I flew to Switzerland and did an interview with her for Campbell Live. And that was just, it was just amazing to see this person who, you know, had been through so much, obviously, at the London Olympics, not just kind of thinking she had gotten silver, but everything that had gone on beforehand. And just the pure joy of finding out finding out that she had won gold, but also I think the disappointment of realising she'd been robbed of that moment. Um, and that interview for me really stands out. It was just, um, yeah, it was just amazing to see her and all the, the emotion that was going through her. And she was just ecstatic, but kind of sad at the same time. Um, but yeah, that one in Switzerland. And then, <laughs> and then we thought we had like an hour to get to the, to the feed point and we, had, um, we were actually like an hour's drive away um, and we thought we were five minutes drive away and she told us, no, you're actually you're like an hour's drive away and we only just made it to ear. But it was one of those moments where you just go, oh my God, I can't believe I got that interview for a start. And then we actually got it to ear. So, hey. <laughs> you, you talk about sort of excited and sad. Was there any anger at, at, at initially being robbed? Yes. Yes, I think so. Um well, wouldn't you be? Yeah, oh, oh, completely. <laughs> you know, particularly, particularly, you know, the and the way it happened. Um, yes, definitely. But you know, she she was quite philosophical about about it because at the end of the day, it's happened and it's done. And she's very outspoken about drugs. She, you know, always has been, always will be. She's been the victim of it, so that's understandable. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely anger, but. You know, I think overriding was the fact that she had actually been vindicated and she got that gold medal. So, yeah, I think it's a moment. I think I saw her last night say that it's a, you know, she looks back now and it's it's a good story um, that she'll always tell. And, um, yeah, it's just one of those moments in her very story career. Yeah, Michelle, stay with me. I've just got a couple of other things I want to talk to you about, about Valerie Adams. It's 9.42 here on SENZ with the Smithy. Simon, is this a chat about Valerie with media navel-gazing? No, these are different stories about Val and everybody has an opinion. But uh, thanks for yours on the Timber Bedpost text line, double eight double three. She has made such an, a big impact on the sporting public. And how big do you think, Michelle Pickles, that impact has been? Oh, massive. On the sporting public or, I mean, on the sport, on our country, on everything. <laughs> I mean, it's it's huge, really, isn't it? I, you look at, I mean, you just look at some of her stats, which have obviously been, um, you know, published and broadcast mm. over the over the last kind of 24 hours or 12 hours or whatever it's been. Um, but, you know, I just kind of look at, um, she won in Beijing with uh, 2056, and the winner gong in Tokyo won with 2058. You know, so you just kind of look at, at, at you know, and that was a heritage peak. And of course, she won, came through to Tokyo and won bronze. But she was ahead of her time, right? You know, her best is 21, 24. And ridiculously, I think she's still like 23rd or 24th on the all time list, which is crazy, you know, <laughs> because obviously she's behind probably a lot of um, people who were you know what um but i just i just think you know the streak the 56 elite um competitions in a row i just don't think i think we'll struggle to see anyone like her um you know in the future to be honest that has done what she has done in the sport and also for her community and for the country and i you know i just think she leaves an amazing legacy 
Do you feel that her ability to adjust when she went through three coaches, and it was all amicable, Kirsten Helia, Jean-Pierre, and the last one whose name is, uh, he's currently Tom Walsh's coach. Uh, do you think her ability to adjust and desire to keep learning is one of the reasons she stayed ahead? Yes. Um, yeah, I do. I think, you know, she's very astute. Right, and so I think that you know all of those changes in coaches. Well, I mean the the JP the JP one was difficult, right? Because he was in Switzerland, yeah. she was here. She had spent a long time living in Switzerland away from family, and I think realised that she obviously couldn't do that anymore with kids. Um, so that was one of the things that I mean I don't know, but I I I think maybe she probably would have stayed with JP if she could, but the logistics of that was just too hard. Um, but she was always learning and wanting to get better. And, I mean, you know, we've seen that in her. And, you know, I mean, some of those videos she used to put on, on social media of the training that she did, you know, even when she was pregnant, she just was always pushing herself beyond the realms of what I think most people would ever push themselves. And that was her just wanting to be the best. Um, and to be, you know, as good as she possibly could be. Is she a planner? Because now she has to plan for life without routine. And as we have seen on many occasions, professional athletes struggle with normal life. Oh, look, I don't, I don't know. So it's interesting, Stephen, because, uh, like, I covered her as a journalist, but, you know, uh, we weren't friends. Well, we were pro- yeah. professional friends, but not as in personal friends, because you can't be as a journalist, I don't think, mm-hmm. um, because you never know when you're going to have to cover that story that's going to be difficult. So, um, personally, look, I, I absolutely, I think as, a, as an elite athlete, you have to be a planner, right? You've got so many people around you and your high-performance team around you which are all, who are always planning for you to make sure that you're at your peak at the right time. So, yes, I think every athlete has to be a planner. I think that Val... Um, I think that she will have a plan as to what she wants to do next. There's a movie being made about her, so I guess that's, you know, next she's going to be a movie star. (laughs) Um, But I think that she will definitely have a plan. But I think also, you know, having not been the elite athlete, I don't exactly know, but I think it is difficult, as you say, to transition. And I think she probably realises that. And there are also... um, there are people within high-performance sport that can help you with that, athlete life advisors that help you with those transitions as well. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of help and support around these athletes, um, but I would say she's definitely got a plan for what she wants to do. But I think right now she just wants to be with her kids and her husband and her family, and, you know, she's still going to coach um, Lisa. Um, so, you know, hopefully she can actually just enjoy it um, for the moment before kind of keep thinking about too much about what she wants to do next. Pretty pretty cool that she can coach us this, eh? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. You know, watching her at the Paralympics and watching Lisa win gold, and she was just delighted. And that must be it. Must be amazing to be able to give back, which is what Val has always wanted to do: is to give back to her sport and to her community and to her country. And I think that's what she's doing with Lisa. And I think it's just fantastic. So, you know, great if she can take Lisa through to Paris and and win again. You know, what an amazing accomplishment. Michelle Pickles, it is always a pleasure to chat. It's been far too long. Uh, is Hubby still a petrol head like yourself? Yes. Okay. Yes, he is. Have bought any more cars? <laughs> built any more cars? No. No. Oh, <laughs> that what? is a big fat no. Oh, you don't want him to build any more cars? Well, oh, oh look, that's a, that's a chat over a glass of wine, Stephen. All right. Okay, we'll leave it. Hey, Pics, really lovely talk to you. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on Val Adams, and uh, go well that's at uh, Sport New Zealand. Thank you so much. Lovely to be here.